Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 996, Ooh. January 9, 2023. 49 degrees on this day on two occasions, 2002 and 2012, and 32 below on this day in 1997. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Were the Giants the team that beat the Vikings 41 to nothing in the playoffs? I was there. Second why, row from why, the top. Why has that been such a big deal? Were the Vikings supposed to win that game? The Vikings were favored, I believe, by 10 points really? in that game. Was that a first-round playoff game? No, that was the NFC Championship game. And they would have gone to the Super Bowl? In Tampa. I'll be darned. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they lost that game 41 to nothing. Edged. To the point where uh, me and three of my comrades... Had driven from Mankato State University in my 1987 Pontiac Bonneville, uh-huh. and it was 14 to nothing before we even sat in our seats. Really? Well, it turns wait, out wait, was that the one where we were going to go to the Super Bowl? I don't. Know. Oh no, that was Gary Anderson. Is nope. that car for sale? <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out that's who the Vikings place uh, this weekend, Sunday. Uh, Sunday, uh, they have a playoff, first round playoff game against the New York Giants, 3:30. That's right. You gonna be there? No, no. Uh, I have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, material here that uh, we need to clean up on the old mayor's desk. Good. Hopefully, you don't get a call. If I do, I'm gonna take it. Right. Show a, of hands. Does anybody have any dental work? That I got needs a to be tooth problem. Right I'm trying to take care of, and they might call me. And if they do, I'm answering the phone. Kenny's got a big players. How about you just let him? That's about it. what I need. Yeah. Um, I, I have experience in in this area. Mm-hmm. Get you, you need to be asleep when this happens. Mm-hmm. That is, even if there's no pain, they'll give you the Novocaine and all that. It is the weirdest sedation dentistry. It is the weirdest feeling you'll ever feel. You have to pull against him as he's pulling it out, and it's literally applied. Sounds very I'm dirty. not losing a tooth. You said he's pulling a, a tooth. No, I have a root canal problem. Oh. I've had a tooth pulled before. Yeah, it was... wasn't nearly as dramatic as you've just explained. Oh, are you kidding me? I'll never do that awake yeah. again. Hail the keeper of common sense. Hail you. Greetings from Central Texas. I'm pleased to announce we have our first garage door opener of 2023. Currently at 5.17 p.m. today, wrote this Friday, January 6th, the temperature is 73 degrees in Nolanville, Texas. I've confirmed this fact on two reliable sites. I hope you're a fan of the sense when. I know you're a fan of the sense when. So the high for today is 82 degrees and the low is 8 degrees. Unfortunately, I couldn't find the years for those dates. Good luck, Nick from Central Texas. And this brings up a, a, a question. Just uh, south nothing, of Waco. Huh? Just south of Waco. There's not, 14. Is it named for Nolan Ryan? I don't believe so. The. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's nothing to prevent GLers from having their own garage door separations anywhere in the world. Okay. You know, if you're in Spain today and it's 70 degrees, well, wait, it's got to be a Friday. Though. This guy did it right. It was a Friday. Okay. Anywhere in the world on a Friday that you hit 70, the first 70 of your year, wherever you are, uh, go ahead and have your own garage door opener. GLers uh, are limited to the first 70 
that I report. On a Friday in, afternoon. In the, on a Friday. All right. <clears throat> uh, I have your information. It's named after Nolan Creek, which served as the dividing line between two different counties in Texas. Uh, TJ writes, not sure how it would come across publicly that GL is my news source and my therapist, but I'd pay for and apply Excuse me. To my six-speed manual Jeep bumper, if you made it, Garage Logic now more than ever. Got it. That could be a new uh, sticker that he's willing to uh, Garage Logic now more than to ever. use. And uh, really glad to see this. I love when people corroborate something I believe, even though I'm told all the time I'm wrong. This is from the Gumption County deputy. Okay. I could not agree with you more about ABS brakes. My experience with them has always been the same. I just slide when I keep my foot pressed down on the brake. If I have 200 yards of open stopping space, then I have no problem using the ABS system. However, if I need to stop in a specific spot, especially quickly, pumping the brakes is always giving me the control to do so. The theory behind ABS makes sense, but it has simply not worked effectively in my experience. You cannot spell ABS without the BS, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Keep your dauber up and always pushing back, signed the Gumption County Deputy. Thank you. I, I, I don't use them. They don't work. <clears throat> they might work on dry pavement, but I never use them in the winter. Okay. I pump the brakes gently. Minnesota budget surplus and the happy taxpayer lady, referring to Katie. Katie. A number of emails regarding Katie, who has not responded to us. Nope, and not. I did say, anybody listening, get a hold of Katie. And I'm very comfortable suggesting that Katie would travel in a circle where there are no GLers. Uh, highly likely that correct. she would not come in contact with GLers who could have alerted her uh, to her becoming a star of the show. About you. Yeah, yeah, call him. Hail the fireworks commissioner. Hail, Hail you. you. This guy's got a great point, Josh in Red Wing. When big capitalist businesses record huge profits, the bleeding hearts cry foul and complain that these corporations take advantage of customers by charging high rates for whatever products and services they provide. The liberals also complain that these same corporations fail to pay their employees livable wages, and the CEOs are greedy people who only care about getting more money in their own bank accounts. If Target, 3M, Best Buy, or other large Minnesota-based companies posted an $18 billion profit, the liberals would be crying foul and complaining about how they underpay their employees. However, these same lefties are ecstatic about the state having an $18 billion surplus. They fail to see their own hypocrisy in this. Josh and Redway. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is perfect. They don't understand their own hypocrisy because they commit hypocrisy so often. Uh, Katie, let's do a couple on Katie. Katie is the woman who wrote a letter to the Star Tribune last week expressing her gratitude for all that comes her way because of the property taxes she Mm -hmm. pays. And this is from Gerard who writes, Katie is thankful, question mark. Katie is thankful for water. This from the St. Paul Regional Water Services website. No taxes are used to support the utility. The utility is self-supporting with revenue obtained through the sale of water and payment for services. Katie is thankful for trash collection, question mark. I am pretty sure that is paid with the trash utility bill and not property taxes. Can you pick her items apart and find anything else she is grateful for property taxes that are actually paid for by these taxes? 
So it's not water and trash, <laughs> but Katie was pretty thankful for that. Uh, this is from Gerard also. Uh, your stormwater treatment is not property taxes. The stormwater system charge is an annual service charge that pays for the operation and maintenance of the city's storm sewer system. It also funds programs to improve the quality of stormwater runoff as required by the city's federal stormwater permit and local watership watershed districts. Uh, sanitary sewer rates are not property taxes. So, Katie, uh, Katie, what you're grateful for is uh, is becoming more uh, small. Kind of shooting some uh, some holes in her theory. Huh? That's right, Rook. How mm-hmm. are you? Feeling great, Joe. Joe, feel great. Um, Hold on. <clears throat> Stop the presses. Hold it. Wait, wait, Do no. not go on to another subject. We got a problem. What? I got an email. Yeah. <clears throat> from Dave. Dave. Subject line. Yeah. Podcast number. Yeah. This has been bothering me, so I'm going to bother you. On Friday, December 9th, you said it was podcast number 978. Oh, I didn't. Then, on Monday. He's already denying it. December 12th, you said it was also podcast number 978. I've never heard you explain the discrepancy, so I'm wondering what I missed. Or is it just a case of your motto of a few years ago? Replay the beginning of the show. Of close enough. Replay the beginning of the show. I have them both fired up. Fine. And ready to go. Let's go. Here is December 9th of 2020. That's today. No. This is December January. 9th is today. This is January. This is Jeez. January. I mean January. Age. Okay. Wow. He's suffering from tooth pain, Kenny. We'll cut him some slack. All right. Uh, this is December 9th. No, January 9th. Oh, God. Oh, God, somebody He's going back up. to Did we start 9th. working with Dubai again? Like, what's going on? Wait here? a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> he, 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 this guy I? was complaining about December show numbers? December right. 9th and then December 12th. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. This is the show, December 9th of 2022. Hold on. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 978, December 9th, 2022. 50- okay. Okay. Here is I want to hear the record. December 12th of 2022. <laughs> All right. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 978, <laughs> December 12th, 2022. Okay, stop. So instead of being three days off at the celebration, we're going to be four days no, off? No, that's or all two BS days off. that I made a mistake. If you're, if you're current, today's number 996. What was, do you have that Tuesday's show queued up, Chris? Let's see. Did yeah. he jump right to 80? Let's see. Should we go to December 13th? Let's go oh, to December old, huh? 13th. December 13th. <laughs> I'm flying blind here, so just give me a second. I had the other two queued up. Uh, you want December 13th. Why did you number these anyway? To create confusion. This has been nothing but problems. He's a, he's a problem. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden guy. Stores brings you Garage Logic <clears throat> Podcast number 979, December 13th, 2022. So you missed one. So we need to add one. Hmm? So whatever number you got now. So it's a that means one. on oh. the celebration date of the 1,000th, instead of being 1,003, it'll be 1,004. 
Look at me. And now, from the mayor's <laughs> office, above the boathouse. Your call, Mayor. Your call. Uh, I, I, mean, I would can... say from next Tuesday on, you stop numbering shows. Friday is... was 995. Or we think. Today is six. 996. No, seven. I can't account for what happened in, in early December. It was a long time ago. Well, I'd like to hear you say that to the IRS when you get audited. Why don't you leave that out of it? I can't can't account for that. That So $100,000. Did you all see the moon, by the way, over the weekend? Well, you're just going to skirt past this issue? We've got a pretty big celebration next week. Leak that guy trying to cause trouble. (laughs) No, 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 we don't don't say that to GLers. Uh, Yeah, I do. No, we don't. Well, today's 996, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Here's how you respond to Dave. Dave, we're not accurate, so you don't have to be either. Or follow our lead. You know what I can follow do? Follow our lead. You know what I'll do? But Matthew, how much of that attitude leaks into everything that he says? That's the worry. Here. Here's what I'll do. I will, Seriously, when I'm after we're done with both this and Monday Night Sports Talk, I will go through the remainder of the shows to see if maybe you did skip ahead one to see if we're at an accurate show count. I never make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the one that Dave pointed out. <laughs> Some are bigger and smaller than others. Today, but... I'm going with this. Today is show number 996. Hold on. Uh, we don't we don't know, know that. that. <laughs> you want to have some fun? Sure. I thought we were, actually. Do you recall the, uh, this is show number 996. I don't want to hear anything okay. more about uh, it. We don't And I never want to hear from this guy again on the email. He's going to show up at the podcast. He's my favorite GLer so far. Yeah. We had an email last week from Joe who reported about the Mysterians who lived across the street and how they... Uh, they got their electric uh, minivan stuck in the driveway, and the wife went in and got some table salt mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. came out. And, oh, yeah. And that didn't work. And then she went to the hardware store and came back with the wrong salt melt. She got the weak stuff. And, and then he wrote, uh, the neighbors uh, to their north and south are nice elderly gentlemen and run their snowblowers from their property uh, through either the north or south side of the neighbor's driveway, who I am writing about. So the mysterious neighbor in the center never has had to shovel their sidewalks because the neighbors on either side do it for them. My issue in question is both those elderly neighbors are gone for a couple of weeks, and I'm sure that the mysterians will not reciprocate and do their sidewalks. How should I handle it? Uh, And we suggested that you go over and do the elderly gentleman, but not the mysterians. Bleep them. I got the follow-up letter now. Because he also had a run-in with her previously, right? Uh, he said in the original email, I don't mind telling him to get off his butt, meaning the Mysterian, and help them out since they help you out for years. When I tried to ask about why they wanted an electric vehicle, they right. didn't talk to me for six months. Right. Yep. Uh, and then he said, also I wanted to, and then he, he's the guy who had the tip about snow blowing a circle, and we kind of gave him a little grief about that. Huh. Uh, you did Oh, you did too. No, you did. Okay, I did. (laughs) 
Joe, thanks for giving me a ruling on whether or not I should snow blow my Mysterian neighbor's sidewalk. I wanted to share with you what happened because it was like watching a Laurel and Hardy movie. I took, I took your advice to do the two neighbors on either side and skip the Mysterian sidewalk in the middle. After doing my own sidewalk, I did the first neighbor's sidewalk and driveway. I, know I went over to the other neighbor, but I had to walk in front of the Mysterian's house in the middle to get there. I walked by, making sure that I kept my head straight forward, acting like I didn't see her. I did the same for the other neighbor's sidewalk and driveway. I decided to do their driveway because I thought it would be nice when they get back from their trip, they could simply get home and relax after a long drive. So he did the two guys on either side of the Mysterians. Okay. On the way back home, I saw the wife, of the, the Mysterian wife, running out of her house, and I was thinking, oh boy, this will be interesting. She started to wave to get my attention, and I just kept on walking like I didn't see her. She eventually got right in front of me, still waving. Since I was wearing ear protection, I acted like she was just saying hi, and I waved back and started across the street. She continued to walk after me, and I just pointed to my ear protection like I couldn't hear her. Mm -hmm. I quickly quickly parked the blower back in the garage, and she followed me up the driveway. I said hi. And she asked if I could do their driveway and sidewalk. Since I did the other two neighbors and that they always did theirs. Uh, since I did the other number yeah. and they always did. Oh, that hers. the two neighbors always did hers. Yeah. I said that I couldn't because I promised my wife that we, we would be finishing canning apricots since the kids were outside playing. <laughs> As she walked away, I told her, go can apricots yourself. She turned around and said, what? Since I knew she had no clue what I was talking about, I told her, you should try canning some apricots. I thought this was the end, but it was just the beginning. Uh I sat in the living room and watched a funny show happening right out the window. Who needs TV when you have this going on in real life? The husband and wife came out about 30 minutes later, opened their shed, and brought out a dirt shovel and a square shovel. Oh, no. 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 They didn't even have shovels? After about about 30 more minutes, you could see the wife getting upset because they barely did anything. (laughs) I think the sun was melting it faster than what they were doing. Now they decided to get their old snowblower out from the back of the shed, so they spent the next hour pulling everything out of the shed to get to the back where they had this old gas-spewing snowblower. I sat there watching him pulling out, pulling on the cord time and time again. Then I saw him pull out his phone, and I knew he was calling me to come over and help him start his snowblower. Sure enough, my phone started to ring. I ignored it because the last time I went over there to help, he was shutting the fuel off to his lawnmower. At least he has a gas-powered lawnmower, but he asked if I could come over to look at it during the summer because he couldn't keep it running. It would start but then die. I asked him to show me, and he said, well, first I choke it, then I pull the cord and release the choke. Well, what he was doing was turning off the fuel instead of the choke. I reached down and showed him. This is turns off the fuel, I said. The choke is right here on the other side. So I didn't want to go over there and help him with the snowblower. Finally, I heard it start, and you should have seen all the black smoke pour out of the blower. I could hear how badly it ran or didn't run. It was a huge black and gray cloud and was backfiring constantly. It still makes me laugh. The wife was yelling at him. He did not have a clue what was going on, and then it died with one loud bang. It is nighttime now, and the snowblower is still in the same place where it died. The shovels are still in the middle of the driveway, and the Mysterians are nowhere to be seen. 
Sorry about another long email, but I thought that part two was better than part one. Have a great day, Joe. Joe, that is fantastic. Wow. That's just fantastic. Email ever. You know, we we think these things of Mysterians, and we sometimes think, are we guilty of hyperbole? Are we guilty of exaggerating their ineptitude? Mm -hmm. What a great story of ineptitude. I can find so many holes in the way the Mysterians are living. For example, when winter's approaching, why don't you dig the snowblower out from the back of the shed and have it ready to go? Well, again, there's no chance that they're listening and you're preaching. We all do that. Right. All of us do that. Plus, let's throw in a little something for seafoam here. Well, that's what I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, I've been saying we are snowblowers are getting a, a big, huge workout oh, the last couple of weeks. Grinding mine. So we only put in a drop or two, if even that. Mm-hmm. But uh, on, in this case, um, this guy's just going to have to tip it upside down, drain all the gas out right, of it, just right. do it right onto your driveway so it melts the snow. Get some fresh gas in there, uh, give it a big, fat, healthy dose of seafoam, and then run her and run her wide open, run all that gas and seafoam out of there and start all over again. And the lucky thing for this clown, this hooplehead, this dum-dum, is that you can find seafoam everywhere. Now, I know you're afraid to go into the knack hardware, but I bet you'd go into into a, just a regular hardware store and uh, pick up a can or two, and that'll save you next time. You'll find it everywhere. Local company, Global Reach, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas seafoam. What's your problem? That was it, Chris. Mark it down. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of their electric car, they have a minivan that apparently is an EV. Okay. And uh, it ran out of juice when they were trying to put it away. And uh, (laughs) she brings out the table salt. You know, we need a we need a camera yeah. set up on this house. I just want to watch this place twenty four hours. What would a reality show. TV show be good called The Mysterians? Yeah. Yes, trying to watch them accomplish daily tasks. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Being careful you know, not to use fossil fuels or whatever. You know it who it should be starring? How do I open this bag of chips? Unfortunately, Pat could be um, a part of the show. Yes, he yes. could. I mean, he, he would be the bet. No, he'd be the neighbor. Until he was 74 years old, he did not know how to open a bag of chips. I got to get a stabbing thing. I got to. I have Where's to have a knife, knife or a scissors. Why no, do you need Pat, a knife? No, Pat, just grab the top and just pull I it. Used to, at the seams, I, I used to wonder. I'd, we'd share a desk. I'd come in, and there'd be popcorn everywhere. Because he couldn't open it, and then when he did, he erupted. explosion now speaking of that and i won't go into i told kenny prior to the show it it didn't bear discussion but the uh uh our streets minneapolis got big play in the star tribune over the weekend uh in their continued push for government snow shoveling and and there is some precedent to this uh because the star tribune has twice now reprinted a letter to the editor they received in 1940 about a guy saying, when is the city going to shovel the sidewalks? You plow the streets. I'm out here shoveling. And when the plow comes by, it puts it all back on my sidewalk. That was a different time and a different era. I'm not even sure his complaint was analogous. In any event, the, uh, these hippies, for lack of a better word, <laughs> that are members of Save Our Streets Minneapolis 
are big believers that the sidewalks should not be a seasonal affectation. They shouldn't be available only in the summer. And the city should be shoveling the sidewalk. Now, think of the the member. We went through it all. We don't have to do it again. Think of the members of Save Our Streets Minneapolis. None of them had families that we're aware of. They all are products of the failed academy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Generally speaking, I would suspect they don't own automobiles. They're probably renters. These are, I think these are safe generalizations. They encounter none of the tasks of life that, a, that GLers encounter on a daily basis. Right. Getting around, keeping your property up, getting kids to school, going to the store, whatever. They don't ever encounter any of that. The, no. the universe they lives in, live in is not third rail, but it is parallel. So it's very understandable to me why they would anticipate that sidewalk shoveling should be something they don't have to do. Mm -hmm. And to the mayor's credit, the little guy, he said, this isn't number one priority with me. I'm not sure it's number 10 on my list. So the mayor is is cognizant of the ridiculous nature of this and the ridiculous cost this would entail buying uh, the whatever you'd have to buy to do the sidewalk because you're not going to send city crews out there to, to shovel. You'd come up with little uh, devices to run up and down the sidewalks. In any event, getting back to electric vehicles. This is from Ken Walker. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I thought you'd get a kick out of this. While visiting my local car dealership yesterday, uh, this was written late last week, I saw this enormous crate on the service garage floor. When I asked what was inside, I was told it contained one battery for a Chevy Volt. Immediately, I broke into laughter, musing to myself about the tree that must have been cut down just to build the crate. I did a further bit of investigation and learned that it cost $15,000, just the battery. Number two, it's the second battery that's been given to that owner. The first was under warranty, and this one was the result of a recall. So, so far, the owner still hasn't paid the 15 grand. General Motors has to. Number three, the car itself is worthly, was worth only eight grand, according to Kelly Blue Book. Do you ever wonder how long Chevy will last putting $30,000 worth of batteries in an $8,000 car? I can't say that I'm against electric cars entirely, but I do harbor a feeling that we're just not ready. Signed, Ken from Larkspur, Colorado. Isn't that something? Wow. But none of that, inf- no, while all of that is true, none of that information is going to change people's opinions that we must switch to all electric. Well, because they're government cars. Right. They're, to me, they're government cars. And General Motors let me down. So did Ford. All of them did. No, but, but, uh, was it Ken? Ken, Ken, Ken is Walker right. in Larkspur, Colorado. Yeah, he's right about um, GMC. How long are they going to play this game? Well, they before can't. They, right. What do you imagine? Well, at some point, they got to go to Miss Imagine and tell Did her. Did you want to hear from no. her? No. Okay. 
lady, you're full of B as in B, S as in S. We've got 30 grand tied up in batteries on an $8,000 car. Imagine the freight trucks and the garbage trucks, you know. To deliver that battery. Petering out in New York City because they can't get the job done. Didn't Chevrolet say that the new Cadillac lineup was going to be all electric? I believe so. There was the new Lincoln lineup is also supposed to be. There were electric. ads for both of those brands yesterday while I was watching football, Kenny. I don't know if that meant the the entire line, but they, yeah. I did see that ad a couple of times yesterday. Well, you know, along those lines, did you read the piece over the weekend about rising car prices? Yes, I did. Uh, Bert has a note. Uh, the article implies high payments are bad. I reckon they can be, but the good news is that people are buying cars. The article notes that buyers may be overextending themselves financially. Nothing new there. They are just following the lead of the government. The unintended disclosure is the general public's attitude about climate change, which is, eh. Yes. Yeah. Then that's he added what a I further took note. Away. Yeah. How much are the price of electric cars uh, giving rise to the monthly payments people are making? In other words, electric cars are expensive. Yes. So that could go a long way in explaining why people are paying about a grand a month on their car payments. I've never paid that in my life. I never would. That's steep. That's buying, uh, I think they base that on a brand new Silverado with all the goodies and no money down and no trade-in, if I remember from the piece. You know what? I, I... Because I, 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 that a month you spend on a car. That uh, that piece nope. really fascinated me, and I took away the same thing. I said, I thought, I thought we were worried about the environment. I guess yeah. we're not. Yeah. And then they're blaming social media and keeping up with other people on social media. But they specifically said this isn't for a small little Honda, whatever. You know, this is for a big SUV. Well, uh, I'm not at all. I never will be an electric car guy for a variety of reasons, and among them, it's the government's doing. It's a government car, and the car manufacturers around the world capitulated, caved in. Hey, can we back up? up. A, can we back up a second, Katie? And uh, not Katie. Um, Joe with the Euphorian neighbor, the mysterious neighbors across the street. Yes. Where Where are they? What What city of residence? Oh, uh, he doesn't say. Because, boy, that sounds like they'd be in favor of uh, our streets, keeping our streets and I our sidewalks. I get the feeling it's a suburb. Yeah. Joe doesn't say, uh, and I'm not asking him to. But you know they would be in favor oh, of the God, city yes. taking care of them. God, yes. How do, you know, you look at those people sometimes and you wonder, how do they function? I know. I know. <laughs> He's got, can they even change like a, uh, I don't know, a filter in the furnace? Can they even do that? Well, even Pat can do that, but he brings the old one with him so he can find the right one on the yes. shelf. Brings it to Home Depot. Got a big, dirty filter. I just write it down because of my memory issues. I just write Dragon, it down. You know, and I'll, I'll, make, a, I'll make an anti-GL confession. I don't put the filters in. I got a guy. Do it twice a year. Air filter? Well, but they, they do other stuff to it, too. Yeah, uh, you're supposed to do it once a month. Oh, I, I don't know. It's, I let it, oh, they're pretty clean over at that it's all right. house. You gotta you gotta stop saying stuff like that when the mics are on. That that's, does that's that bad does GL. Not, that does not bode well for well, your what's your there, neck your neck, neck scale neck. thing. Yeah. Over there on Maine, though, they have pretty good air. Yeah, they're right up there. Well, no, I got a guy and he tunes it up twice a year. That's yeah, you know. but okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'll ask him next time. I'll say, should I be doing these filters once a month? 
Oh, Jill. Six weeks. Oh. Sorry, GLers. Maybe I made I'm an so, error. I'm so embarrassed. All right, but you won't catch me buying a $15,000 battery for an $8,000 car. The here, second here. one they had to... stupid. The second one Chevy had to put into that thing. What would you like to take a break, mister? We can do it uh, right now if you uh, like. We got a lot of news to get to today. Let's go. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. If you don't like changing your filter once a month, well, then get yourself connected with my friends at Hofferman Water because you only have to change that filter once a year. And in fact, they'll come to you and change that filter. You don't have to... You don't have to bring the filter to them? Don't have to bring the entire thing right to them. Nope. Hofferman Water, the best. And they are a local independent water treatment dealer that services Connecticut rental units as well. Water treatment systems, that is, of course. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. They're the best. A new system from Kinetico can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. You already know that's going to cut down on your salt usage, but did you know that it's also going to protect your appliances? And that's because bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Kinetico and Hofferman, and all of a sudden your showers are better, so is your laundry and your drinking water. So please do me a favor and get in my touch. Get in touch, what, with my friends at Hofferman Water today. Why don't you speak faster? <laughs> I had my Kinetico <laughs> system installed years ago, and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or just visit their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them Garage Logic sent you their way. Okay, I just got out my December calendar. I, I, we won't dwell on this, but I think I'm correct. On December, I obviously made a mistake on December 9th and December 12th because I called both those shows 978. Mm-hmm. But if December 12th was 978 and we've taken two days off between now and then, we took two days off the week before uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Yep. And today's 996, which I announced. You can count it yourself. I will. Yeah. Better make sure. I, so, I know that right now, GLers are counting. December. You will receive email on this. We uh, discovered last week the disheartening news that uh, we've lost a local university. Hamlin is no longer a university. <clears throat> they fired an art professor uh, because the art professor showed a 14th century painting or likeness of the Prophet Muhammad. And uh, a Muslim student, uh, who instead of being told, bleep yourself, was, uh, was pandered to, and uh, the uh, art professor was canned. Well, it's now making news everywhere. Uh, oh, the New York Times covered it. And, of course, they had difficulty with it because they don't know where their sensibilities lie. Right. right. So they struggled right. with it. But the Daily Mail got a hold of it. Okay. And they gave it the full Monty. Okay. I mean, they went all out. They will do that. Hamlin University professor is fired, capital letters, for showing 14th century painting of the Prophet Muhammad to class after a Muslim student complained that it offended her religion. Despite being warned before the image was put on screen, subheads, an adjunct professor was fired after showing a painting of the Prophet Muhammad to her students despite giving warning. 
Erica Lopez-Prater, 42, was let go from her job at Hamlin University in December. Lopez-Prater had included warnings moments before and in the syllabus. Many Muslims refrain from looking at pictures of the Prophet Muhammad. Then you get to the, uh, the body of the story. A Minnesota adjunct professor has been fired for showing an image of Muhammad to a class that included a Muslim student who complained. And the teacher's name we now know, and leave it to the Daily Mail. I don't think any local outlet had her name. Mm. Erica Lopez Prater, she's 42. Uh, she was let go from her position because the administration, uh, which is useless, uh, decided to err on the side of not offending a Muslim student. And basically what they chose was Sharia law. Uh, many practicing Muslims, we know all that. Yeah, we'll get over it. Uh, uh, with that in mind, with knowing that many Muslim students uh, are, uh, should believe they should not see a likeness of Muhammad, Prater warned her class before she cast the image on the screen, giving them the chance to leave the room. Or close their that eyes. should weigh in her favor. That should alone just have ended you, the whole thing. You would think. Should have ended the whole thing. Not damn. Damn. Muslim student Aram Wedadala chose to stay in the room. Well, bleep you. You were wrong. If you're there, then you were not that offended. She said she was blindsided by the images. Well, she's lying. Well, somebody's lying. Right. Who's lying? The student. She is. Student always lies. Teachers are always right on. She and the school's Muslim <laughs> Association then complained to the school, and Lopez Prater was fired. The school has since caused called the incident Islamophobic. No. Somebody's lying no, here. No, no, no. Who's lying? Well, it's the teacher the either gave these students advance warning or she didn't. And the other students that were... I think that would be easy to prove, by the way. Well, that's what I was just going to say. The other students that were in that class need to speak up, but we all know none of them are going to because they don't want to be labeled. Well, it's not a university. Hamlin is a joke. It's not a university. You know, I'm looking at a picture of the Prophet Muhammad right now. You know who he looks like? Who? Jesus. Really? And, and you know... the I refrain the, from saying something funny. The, the stark reality <laughs> yeah. about both Jesus and the Prophet Muhammad, nobody knows what he looked like. That's nobody. Right. That's right. These are images just based on BS. The Prophet Muhammad looks like every dude with a beard that you've ever seen. That's right. I've seen the images, and I'm allowed to because I'm not Muslim. In a letter sent out to students, Miller apologized for the incident. Who's Miller? I don't know. And said uh, that not offending the school's Muslim students is incredibly important. Never mind due, due diligence and uh, First Amendment rights. Right. How far do we have to protect them? I don't understand that. It is not our intent to place blame. Rather, it is our intent to note that in the classroom incident where an image forbidden for Muslims to look upon was projected on a screen and left for many minutes, respect for the observant Muslim students in that classroom should have superseded academic freedom. Mm. This is the school. It's not a school. Then you got the report from the New York Times stated the syllabus issued by the lecturer notified students they would see holy figures across religion, including Muhammad and Buddha. Lopez Prater allegedly gave students heads up. They see the Times goes allegedly. 
uh, Lo, Lo, Lopez Prater allegedly gave students the heads up moments before the pictures were shown, giving them another chance to leave the room if they didn't feel like looking at the picture. Again, no students brought any concern or exited the classroom during the October lecture. Lecture. Despite the warning, senior Aram Wedatala, a Muslim, said she was blindsided by the image. Boy, it didn't take her long to feel entitled, did it? Right. She's from the Sudan. <clears throat> I'm like, this can't be real, she said. Yeah, quit using the word like, you moron. Was she like that? Yeah, or she something similar to that. As a Muslim and a black person, I don't feel like I belong. God, give me some patience here. And I don't think I'll ever belong in it. Well, then leave. Go back to Sudan then. I don't think I'm being xenophobic. Well, really, lady, get the hell out of the school. She is, uh, conveniently enough, a member of the Muslim Student Association, and she gained support from Muslim students who were not in the class, but called the incident an attack on their religion. Nope. Uh, I'm reading about depictions of Muhammad on Wikipedia. The Quran does not explicitly or implicitly forbid images of Muhammad. The Ahadith, Ahadith, which is supplemental teachings, presents an ambiguous picture, but there are few that have explicitly prohibited Muslims from creating visual depictions of human figures. After the class ended, Wadatala stuck around to speak with Lopez Prater. The conversation prompted the professor to send an email to her department head, Allison Baker, to give her a heads up about the situation. Baker, the chair of the digital and studio art department, responded by saying, it sounded like you did everything right. I believe in academic freedom, so you have my support, Baker wrote. The group demanded officials take action, and the movement led to Lopez Prater, a first-time adjunct, uh, not being welcomed back for the spring semester. D'Angela Huddleston, a Hamlin senior and Muslim Student Association member, said of the incident, Hamlin teaches us it doesn't matter the intent, the impact is what matters. Ah, okay. Hamlin's not a school. It is not a school. They should lose their accreditation. A spokesman for Hamlin said, Lotus Prate, Prate, Lopez Prate, Prate huh? received an appointment letter from the fall semester and taught the course until the end of the term. Dailymail.com reached out to officials at Hamlin University for a statement on the professor's firing, but did not receive a reply by the time of publication. And uh, at a town hall following the incident, an invited Muslim speaker compared showing the images to teaching that Hitler was good, according to the New York Times. Hmm? I, there's no, there's no, I, I'm not going to pretend I understand that line of thinking by the Muslims. The university president also said in a letter that while academic freedom is very important, you, you have no presidency, lady. You, you don't have a school. In a statement to one outlet last week, the school representative said they strive to make all students feel safe, supported, and respected both in and out of our classrooms the firing sparked backlash from those who believe the firing was an attack on academic freedom. It is. One Islamic heart, one Islamic art historian penned an essay defending Dr. Lopez Prater and started a petition which received thousands of signatures 
demanding the university's board investigate the incident. Another organization, PEN America, P-E-N, I don't know what the acronym stands for, called her firing one of the most egregious violations of academic freedom in recent memory. According to AboutIslam.net, the practice of avoiding images goes back centuries and stems from the fear of the images sending the wrong message. Those messages being the worship of idols and right. of pictures. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I, wouldn't, wouldn't it be fun to see that teacher who's now gone to see her syllabus for the entire year? Mm-hmm. I would love to know what other images and what other art they looked at and discussed openly, and there was no uproar. And the reason I thought about this is... Uh, a piece that came out in 1987 by Andre Serrano. Look I don't up the know president if re- of Hamlin, Rook. Go ahead, Kenny. I don't know if you remember this, but he put a crucifix in a jar. I remember that. And then he urinated in it. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if that made the syllabus and if there was any uproar about that. Or similar um, controversial images. Well, the other thing I wonder is, will Lopez Prater have her eyes opened? It sounds to me like she was a willing wokester. She uh, warned the kids, you know, I got a picture of Allah and all of this ancient art. If that troubles you, you certainly have my permission to leave the classroom. She gets it. I mean, she was right on board with being I wonder, sensitive. I wonder if her eyes are open to what BS this is. Has she been interviewed by anybody? It uh, would be very interesting to talk to her. Reavers, get on that. Find her. Uh, I, I am going to, but just one item of breaking news. Southdale Mall is currently on lockdown after shots have been reported fired. Inside the mall, Blood Trail, a African-American suspect is being sought after with both help from Eden Prairie and Hopkins Police. Hmm. So, I'll, Anybody shot? With a blood trail uh, inside the mall. So anyway, I'll try to find more information. What, what, what Hamlin University President... Faye Nesse Miller. That's right. Faye uh, Miller. She and came Faye, in 2015. You're, uh, you were president of nothing. <laughs> She's the first African-American and second it's woman to hold the to position. Be first. Right. You're, a, you're, you're first, lady, but you're failed miserably. You are the president of nothing. You don't have a school. Well, we see this all over in the failed academy, Joe. Mm-hmm. The, the left backing down and canceling, like, say, for instance, speakers. How many times have we seen that story with various universities around the country? From 80- Some, Somebody brings in a conservative uh, speaker, and, and the next thing you know, the students are burning the place down because right. they're so offended. From 85 to 05, she was a professor of education at Brown University. That's meaningless. Served as the director of the Center for the Study of Race and Ethnicity in America. No way to flunk that. And was the founding chairman of Ethnic Studies. Can't flunk that. Right. Faye, you've got no school. I I wish you'd talk to me. You won't. We called her last week, didn't we? Reeves, didn't we call her? Well, we attempted to. Yeah. But we didn't get We, we far. discovered something last week. Uh, we discovered one of the real problems with this uh, top-heavy push for administrators. Uh, if they are tasked with making sure students are never uncomfortable, <laughs> then the very idea of having an academy does not exist. 
Absolutely. There you are, right there. That's what college is all about, learning all sides. And they have uh, in their employee at Hamlin somebody drawing a fraudulent paycheck as the vice president of inclusive excellence. It's meaningless. There is no such thing. And Hamlin, uh, you're catching the heat because you're local. And uh, yes, this happens all over the country at the failed academy. But this is particularly egregious. This is more egregious than not inviting a conservative speaker. This is egregious because you're not even backing your own people. You erred on the side of providing comfort to a Muslim student who was giving, given every opportunity to leave that classroom, according to the story, and did not. So if, if your task at Hamlin is to make sure these brats are never uncomfortable, then you have no school. It's pointless. People going there are wasting their money. Your degree is going to be worthless. You will have learned nothing. And not to mention, the longer that we continue to cave in to students just like this, the more that this is going to continue and grow and more and more reason to be offended about everything. I'm sure there are GLers who are graduates of Hamlet. And I would love to have you weigh in. What are you going to do about it? Uh uh, or maybe maybe Hamlin has been so off the rails for so long that we people don't have already, a lot of GL graduates in our listening audience. Or okay. people have already decided to distance themselves yeah. from them. Because uh, it, 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 your degree, well, your degree counts because maybe you got it in uh, prehistoric times. But any degree right now from that school, I, I'm I'm being very serious when I say I think it's worthless. You... This is just this is a continuation of what started a long time ago, where we're all winners and you're all given participation awards. There are no losers. Can you imagine? Remember debate class where the teacher, the professor, handed out um, sides you had to take in a debate, and you you had no choice. Yeah. You were either pro or con, and you had to go up on stage and fight for pro and or con. I bet, does that even happen anymore? I I I guarantee it doesn't. No, because Jimmy's going to be offended if you beat him. But think about, and I know I always bring this up, but think about when this person decides to enter the workforce. What a nightmare scenario that's going to be. If you can't bring up up an image of Muhammad in an art class... What other classes then could you not bring up images for? Because there's always images that can make people uncomfortable. Capitalism. Race riots. The Trumpster. Oh, hell, we've had, we've read stories about people who are offended by the United States flag because they think it's been appropriated by the far right. Right. They think it's too patriarchal. Yeah. The the academy is uh, the root of our problems in this country. Uh, I say that with growing confidence. The uh, the academy is might be ground to us. It's ground zero, Suits. It's ground zero. I mean, you say it started with librarians, but yeah. they were campus librarians. Right. <laughs> it's depressing. It really is uh, uh, to think this. Uh, and, and schools, I think that haven't gone as far as Hamlin, they're right on the cutting edge. They're right on the razor's edge of committing this same sin themselves. It, it won't surprise me to learn that 
Maybe this will come up elsewhere in another school. Not the Mohammed situation, but some situation where a professor gets canned because students were made uncomfortable. Again, uh, if, your task, if your task is to guarantee the comfort of a student, that has nothing to do with learning anything. It was Brent and uh, Heather, uh, Evergreen University yeah. in Oregon. Yep. Yeah. They got gassed. Yeah. Pamlin, $100.6 million endowment. Good. They can live off it because anybody in their right mind wouldn't send them a plug nickel. But how many people that happen to be affiliated with Hamlin in some capacity even know that this story exists? Well, it's been it's been in both papers locally. But it goes back to not enough people are really paying no, that close no, attention. No, no, Or they see it involved a Muslim student and they think, well, I, I, I better go along with it because I also don't want to be labeled. You know, I have I have fun with the Daily Mail. It's a daily bulletin board of gossip and and pictures of good-looking women and and what have you. It's it's a tabloid, but honest to God, when they get onto something, they take names. They dig. They take names and get pictures and and everything else. And and uh, I don't doubt a word I read in this story in the Daily Mail. And when they think they're faltering, they'll fall back on somebody else who covered it and quote them. Hmm. Like the New York Times, which struggled mightily with this story. They didn't know where to be because it's the Times, and they're virtually useless. They're the failed academy of newspapers. Hamlin, you have no school. and uh, I think this is the appropriate time. Um, would you like to hear from a nine non-binary teacher explaining how sad it is that parents teach their kids that there's only two genders? What are you talking about? We were well, talking this is, about the education. This you, is right in. Thank yeah, you, Kenny. Thank I you. do want to hear. Yes. This up, Stuart. So, something that happened the other day was um, I was in class and oh, the God. students all call me Coach Kelly. And oh. a common question to ask is, "Why are you called Coach Kelly? Do you actually coach anything?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Oh. But we call me Coach Kelly because can we I'm fast forward? I'm not. I can't listen. Mr. Mister, I'm Coach. And Sorry. I didn't know Get, that there was the Listen reason. to it off the air. Where, Get where to the good part. From? Because I want to hear what she says about that. What's that, Joe? Where is she from? Uh, Coach Kelly? Yeah. Uh, is it a she? Well, she, she doesn't identify as either. Well, then she's got mental illness. I, I'd, I'd say. Okay. That's just right in line with everything we've talked about right. at the failed academy. <clears throat> academy, yeah. She's in charge of your kids. How you doing over there? Well, go ahead and play it. Well, it's got the music underneath, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scan it. Well, ahead. where did you get it? It's from a account I follow called the uh, Libs of TikTok, which is spectacular. I don't uh, I don't want to do TikTok. I don't believe in it. But that account exposes all of the various things right, that we right. we happen to talk about on this show. Well, we got trouble in St. Louis Park. I saw that. Big problem in St. Louis Park. Crime, shootings. The shootings, you say? No. No. Well, wait. Crime, you say? Southdale is pretty close to St. Louis Park. It's on lockdown. Southdale's Edina. It said it's pretty close to St. Louis (laughs) Park, and it's currently on lockdown. The St. Louis Park city government acknowledged in a recent newsletter that the term manhole could be offensive because it's not gender neutral. The city acknowledges... That manhole. This is from uh, Alpha News. Thank God for their presence in the Twin Cities. The Star Tribune ain't going to cover this. Nope. 
the city acknowledges that manhole is not a gender-neutral term. It's used in this publication as a commonly understood term and is the current industry standard to describe these structures, says a footnote in a December newsletter on city infrastructure. The city said it plans to track the use of this term and modify it as industry standards and usage change. Hmm. The progressive city of Berkeley, California, voted in 2019 to remove all gendered language from its municipal code, according to the New York Post. This included replacing manhole with maintenance hole and manpower with human effort. All gendered pronouns were also removed and replaced with they or them. Wow. Having a male-centric municipal code is inaccurate and not reflective of our reality. A city council member behind the change said at the time, our laws are for everyone and our municipal code should reflect that. Rook should reflect it. This censorship of language has been promoted by the highest levels of academia. Well, yes, that's where the, it's just failed completely, including prestigious Stanford University, which is not prestigious which published a guide on the elimination of harmful language. Didn't they rescind that? Didn't they get so much pushback they had to bleep can that uh, harmful language list they yes. came up with? Because they, yeah. the they didn't want you to use words like American and right. immigrant. Oh, that's right. They did right. do some yep. sort of backpedaling, yes. The university did later uh, announce that it, that guide is under review. Ah. Mm -hmm. National audiences may recognize St. Louis Park from its 2019 decision to stop reciting the Pledge of an Allegiance. We, we went off on that in this show, and they rescinded that. Yep. They reversed that move. Remember, they were going to stop the Pledge of Allegiance because mm -hmm. one of those precious frauds thought it was not inclusive enough? Bleep you. Bunch of we're back to the country needing some people to say bleep you. Yes, we yep. really are. Yep. Just enough is enough. Bleep you. I'm doing this. I'm doing. I'm doing what I want, not to be offensive. Bleep you, Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Hamline. Bleep you, St. Louis Park City Council members. Who else you got? Well, bleep you, Mary Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? The new county attorney in Hennepin County. We warned him ahead of time. Yeah, we really uh, did. Voted you get for what her you anyway. deserve. The new attorney of Hennepin County, Mary Moriarty, took her oath of office last week with her hand placed on a copy of a graphic novel about the late Congressman John Lewis. Photos from the swearing-in ceremony show Moriarty with her hand on a copy of March, which she described as a graphic novel trilogy about Congressmember John Lewis and his courageous fight for voting rights. I'm unfamiliar with the book. I wonder why it would be graphic. Sexually graphic, I wonder, or he threw a little just violently he graphic? He threw a little buxom blonde in there. Moriarty replaced uh, Mike Freeman. He was there 24 hours. That, that ruined him. A former chief public defender, Moriarty promoted yes. restorative justice programs on the campaign trail as an alternative to incarceration and tradition, traditional prosecution. Oh, okay, yeah. So good luck to you, Hennepin County. Research and data show that non-restorative justice models of punishment do not prevent recidivism, do not repair families, and cause harm to a community. Incarceration, sometimes a year or more after a crime is committed, disconnects the punishment 
from the impact of a crime on a victim, she says in her campaign website. She also opposes cash bail, which is not helping to make our community safer. You mean cash bail? Paying she, 300 bucks in cash to get out of... Oh, she just opposes it entirely. Hmm. Yeah, no bail. You get According out. According to Fox oh. 9, 14 senior employees in the Hennepin County Attorney's Office said they plan to leave when Moriarty takes over. Many oh. of them reportedly supported Martha Holton Dimmick, Moriarty's opponent. You can't come into a job like this and say, I'm taking over and we're going to do everything differently, Freeman previously told Fox 9. I don't think Mary's trying to do that, but if she does, it's not going to work. Okay. That was Alpha News also. Look up, Rook. Uh, John Lewis novel. Is it a novel? Yeah. John Lewis, just the way it sounds. John, late congressman. And the book is called March, as in the month. March. And see if there's a... uh, Why did... uh, why did Mary choose that, I wonder? It's a part of a trilogy. Yep. Because um, <clears throat> am I supposed Before to be... Before he became a, a respected congressman, John Lewis... I guess the ad jumped in there. John Lewis was clubbed, gassed, and arrested over 40 times. But just see if you can find the book. The uh, book what called do you, March. Yeah, I got What it. do you want to know? There's three, well, what's it about? Yeah. Uh, Like I said, he's about canning apricots. No, nearly killed by angry mob state police, all white, all while nonviolently protesting racial discrimination. He marched side by side with Martin Luther King as the youngest leader of the civil rights movement that would change a nation forever. It's 560 pages. Um, I don't have a synopsis. This, this, from what I've read about these three books. I mean, the, the books sound really actually fascinating and interesting. Mm-hmm. What what she did, though, is the pure definition of virtue, virtue signaling. Well, absolutely. That's all that was. Am I supposed to be Because she's some crack, yeah, she's some cracker from the Midwest yeah. who wants to turn criminals free, uh, the, which has nothing to do with uh, John Lewis and his struggles. The graphic novel series is powerful and moving, does not shy away from the hateful, hurtful language used. There was the word graphic again. I'm taking it that must refer to maybe the language he uses in the novel. I think so. And maybe the brutality he encountered. Yes, Yeah. I think so. Well, Mary, I'm not impressed. Uh, You strike me as uh, someone who is the opposite pole of garage logic. There's garage logic up here, and there's Mary Moriarty way at the other end of the pole. Look at me! Look at me! Mm-hmm. I'm a cracker! I'm a middle-aged white lady, and I'm fighting for you! I probably was raised Irish Catholic, and I'm so ashamed of that, I can't stand it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, God, I don't know what she was raised. They, they hate when, themselves. When things don't get better, in fact, when they get worse, they will then blame it on something else. Right? Yeah. I got a whole bunch of reviews here. Um, an essential read for those looking to get a grasp on the civil rights movement and John Lewis's prominent role in it. Oh. Andrew Aiden's straightforward storytelling is complemented wonderfully by Nate Powell's evocative artwork. It's a series of violence, death, and racism, yet there's a strain of hope and inspiration running through it. Ultimately, it's a beautiful tribute to its co-author, John Lewis. There's no doubt from reading the synopsis of all three that it is a really good read. And if you want to learn what happened, uh, this would be the series to read. And there's one last one here. 
Uh, hell of a read. Couldn't put it down. Larry King. <laughs> never, he never met a book he didn't like, right? You could always get Larry to endorse He couldn't your, even read. Could right, he? right. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I never put it down. <laughs> Why don't you take a time out? I have to go to the men's room. Friends, this is Larry King. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I tidied up, uh, trying to get back in the good graces of GLers after my uh, furnace filter faux pas. (laughs) I uh, tidied up my space management pretty good. Uh, It'll never be award-winning because cars drove on it too often before I could get Mm -hmm. to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got her pretty much side to side, and uh, I carved I, out an entry at the street. Right. I learned something last week mm-hmm. about that. So when you've got the 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 tire tracked down portion, you know what I'm saying? Yes. The part that's matted down. I purchased at my Eden Prairie Fratellonis the the long. Is it graphite or what? What type of snow shovel where it's just the long uh, blade? Okay. As it as you continue to use it. It wears to a point where it's almost like a fine it sharpens. point. Exactly, it sharpens, so you can <clears throat> scape underneath that. That's, I did not know that. That's interesting. Well, I'm saying the, you uh, you need one of those. He, he won't do that. No. I, I can't. Oh, the uh, okay. There is a guy on my block. Uh, if there was an award for best driveway, he'd get it. Really, Phil? Yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I was I was psychotic about getting down to yeah. the bare concrete. I got no shot at that. And it's Phil not easy. Just it's not easy. Served dinner on it. <laughs> yeah. I just Love that. it's just amazing. They're having Love a that. picnic in the driveway. It's just amazing. <laughs> Did you watch this bleep show Friday night of these idiots trying to get themselves a speaker of the house? Oh my did you God. see any no, of that? No, no. Yes, I'm aware of it, but I did not watch 24-7 coverage. Well, I don't know what to think of McCarthy, but he just went up in my my eyes. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy got the gig, but he surrendered so much. Uh, it, to me, it sounds like he's helpless. Okay. But Ilan Omar doesn't like him. Of course So not. therefore, he just went up a notch. If you are not with me, you yeah. are against yeah. me. <laughs> She uh, said Sunday she condemned Kevin McCarthy because he plans to kick her off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Hmm. I like him. Omar was asked about McCarthy's repeated promises to yank her committee assignments during an appearance on MSNBC's Yasmin Vazugain Reports. I never, I've, I'm unaware of that show. Vazugain, Yasmin has a show on MSNBC, and Omar Dane to uh, to go on that show, I guess. The progressive lawmaker was specifically questioned about if there were any developments on the matter in the days since McCarthy had secured the Speaker's gavel. I have not received any updates, Omar said. It is my understanding that we obviously have to get to the, we have to get the rules package done. Hopefully Monday when we reconvene, meaning today, that is on top of the agenda. And then the different caucuses, our caucuses in their conference will make appointments to committees and we will go from there. All right. What else does this say? This is from the Washington Times. 
I do have to say, for a speaker that has faced a historic humiliation that had gotten elected after 15 rounds, surpassing a record that was set pre-Civil War, there is an opportunity here, as he has said, to not do things in the way in which it has been done before, she said. I think it would be hypocritical for him uh, to remove, you know, the first African-born on subcommittee on Africa on the Foreign Affairs Committee, where I've had the opportunity to not only represent my constituents, but the voice of so many people who have never had a voice on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Well, I, for one, don't like her voice on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Amen to that. I want somebody on the Foreign Affairs Committee who likes this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Omar, who was first elected in 2018, has ignited a series of controversies over her anti-Israel positions and remarks and has faced accusations of anti-Semitism over specific comments. McCarthy vowed in the summer of 2021, when Omar faced bipartisan backlash for appearing to equate Israel and the United States with the Taliban, that he would yank the lawmaker from the Foreign Affairs Committee if his party retook the House, calling her anti-American and anti-Semitic. Well, I don't think he's wrong. No, right He on. had most recently reiterated that promise late last year after House Republicans narrowly retook the chamber in the November midterm elections. Okay, and uh, Omar, uh, he will never be on the same page, so let's not worry about it. I'm trying to be Katie-like when it comes to Omar. <laughs> I'm going to go Katie on Omar. Well, what I noticed, uh, paying peripheral attention to those doings Friday night, that, again, this was theater. inside baseball theater yep. for them uh, arranging their own nests, and it had nothing to do with us. This is how, oh, boy, I had it phrased in my mind, and I, I lost a bit of it. But this, is, uh, this was merely an example of stuff we don't even understand. This was them manipulating and maneuvering for their own benefits, mm-hmm. not the benefit of the people they represent. This right. was their own benefit. And I include all of them, Republicans, Democrats, because uh, I'm, I'm weary of all of them. Uh, none of them are delivering for us. Uh, we're poorly led, Joe. We're poorly led. And I don't know... I don't know who is going to come forward in this country and and say. I don't this. wonder what the founding fathers would say about the state that we're in. Are, do, do we have the wrong system, or do we still have the correct system with the wrong people? Did the the system that was once good get away from us, and it's now turned into something that's just not right for the country? Yes, it's still the best system ever invented. It's just in the hands of the wrong people who've corrupted it. And they've seen how to take advantage of it. And, and they've seen how this can provide them their living for the rest of their lives. And they have no intention of bringing the system back to what it was. No. It's easy for me wow. to just give them all the, give them every one of them the <laughs> hardware store test. You know, start with Omar. What's you a ever hard- been to a hardware store to buy a wrench? What's a hardware store? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the Mysterians across the street from Joe. 
yeah. who, who couldn't even shovel their sidewalk. A dirt shovel and a flat nose. Yeah. Love a dirt it. shovel. A spade, in other words. They brought out a spade but to Joe, shovel But it doesn't snow. matter, Joe, because the government's going to take care of the sidewalk and well, all the other sidewalks. and Whatever. And it's all your fault, Failed Academy. <laughs> when you look at the system, Kenny, it's the best system ever invented. But look at the way it's been corrupted by the Fail Academy, which has an unholy alliance with the political class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of the big education has never been brought to Washington and sweated under the Klieg lights. They never will. And be. big education has never been brought to Washington and questioned about why they're so failed because they don't think they're failed. Do you know the thought that kept occurring to me reading about the, the entire proceedings last week and then essentially last Friday? What kind of bleep storm are we going to be in for the next two years? Quite a bit of one. I mean, this no, was gets, this was a, worse every day, Chris. This was a kid's, you know, birthday party mm-hmm. compared to what we're going to be dealing with, you know, up until and, the next presidential election. And we ask on a daily basis, where are the people pushing back? Why aren't they pushing back? Well, it, it's it's obvious why. I mean, last Friday, it's obvious what's going on there. People don't understand it. They don't get it, and they don't feel it's for them. And they don't want to be bothered by it. Yeah, and they've got to make a living, and they've got mouths to feed, and mortgages to pay, and a thousand dollar per month car payments. Yeah, but that life wow. will be taken from them slowly but surely. Well, they don't have the foresight to see that, yeah. because it erodes away. You know, it is eroding away at a lot faster rate than it used it, to. It does seem to be accelerated. You're you know, right. when it started, nineteen seventy one. <laughs> yeah, we both saw the same email. I don't get it. Uh, it's, Only. It's when capitalism died, basically. The day the music well, died. Well, like Nixon took us off the gold standard. Yep. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. But you got to give us something positive here. We cannot end like this. Ooh, this be a tough one. Give us something good here. I will. From the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day. January 9th. In 1840, Wisconsin Territory formed St. Croix County in the area between uh, the Mississippi and St. Croix Rivers. Dakota, a town platted, surveyed, and mapped. Uh, Platted means surveyed and mapped. By Joseph R. Brown was now part of Stillwater, the county seat. Hmm. But this one's not a, this one isn't too good. On this day, in 1977, what happened? Elvis died. Nope, I know. No, he died in August of 77. This was the last time the Vikings appeared in a Super Bowl. How would you know that? Because I have a pennant. My father was at this game, and I have a pennant with that date. Your father was at the Rose Bowl? He went to the Rose Bowl for for the Super Bowl. Oakland beat the Vikes 32 to 14. To hand Minnesota its fourth Super Bowl loss. And the great quote from Fran Tarkington was? I don't remember. Well, you covered the damn game. I don't know what he said. He said, I doubt we'll ever be back. Well, he's right. And he's right. (laughs) I covered the third Super Bowl. That was in Tulane Stadium. They were defeated by, don't tell me, Pittsburgh. I didn't cover the first two. The first one was Kansas City. They lost to Kansas City. And the second one, did they lose to Miami? Miami, yes. In Houston, I believe. Hello, Houston. And what I remember from that is 
the Vikings were complaining because they had birds in their locker room. They had such a crummy locker room that birds were coming through the, the windows. What were you going like to say, Rook? Like a fleet farm store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I covered the one in uh, Tulane and the one in, uh, uh, Ro- what do you call it? Pasadena. Rose Bowl. Miami was uh, Super Bowl Eight. What year? Uh, January 13th, 1974. Rice Stadium. Yeah, I, did, I was at the paper, but the, I would not have been sent to that. 24-7, and that was... And when you were in the Rose Bowl press box, you set a land speed record getting out of it. No, that was while covering a Rose Bowl. Oh, okay, gotcha. Been there many times. That's the one Jim Langer was on that team. I covered a couple couple Super Bowls at the Rose Bowl. Mm. Uh, The Rams were in a Rose Bowl Super Bowl. The Vikes were in a Rose Bowl Super Bowl. Then I covered a Rose Bowl Rose Bowl Mm. at the so thank you, GLers. You want to end on a good note? Market sure. share, 73% of the TVs that were on were watching can, that game. I can give you something good. Governor Tim Walls just issued the following 13 minutes ago. <sighs> oh, no. The future of clean, efficient transportation is here. And this electric fire truck manufactured right here in Wyoming, Minnesota, is proof that our state is poised to lead in a clean energy economy. He's lying. Thanks for giving me a ride. Looks like a neat fire truck. I'm, I, God bless the people in Wyoming. I'm glad they're employed putting together fire trucks, but uh, electric vehicles do nothing for the planet, if that's your objective. They do nothing for the planet. A couple of famous birthdays that should put a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Page. 79. Muggs, Muggsy Bogues. I don't know Muggsy Bogues, do I? Basketball player. Oh. Five foot two. Remember Muggsy? Yeah, Little I guy. do now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome guy, hard yeah. worker, good player. Yeah. All right. Thank you, GLers. Hey, thank you, GLers. Hey, GLers. Hey. Rook, what should the GLers do? Rook here for Pod MN. Uh, check out Pod MN. I just tell you guys this at the end of every podcast. I don't know why you haven't gone there and poked around. Just go see. You don't know what you're looking for. You might just stumble on something that's going to entertain and educate you. Pod MN. And sneak over to our uh, YouTube page. Subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page, and you'll be entertained with videos from way back and some current. Then, the most important, get the word out on this Garage Logic Town Council. Be part of the um, recording in between the breaks. Find out what the uh, staff is talking about or what the verbal beatdown of the day is and who it la- is laid on. Mostly Kenny, Reavers, me, <laughs> not really Johnny Hyde. He stays out of trouble. That's the town council. Find out all the information there at garagelogic.com. Thank you. What number was this again? 996. How long was the NFL season in 1976? It must have been 12 or 14 games. The Super Bowl was over on Feb 9.